guess we accidentally both played it at the same time. Uh, yeah. Although, my, I feel like, I don't know if yours was like a natural thing, or if it was just like a coincidence, I'm not really sure. Mine sort of naturally came out of Guardians. Like, mm -hmm. I had five days off work, and I was like, right, I'll spend two of these days playing Guardians. And then the rest of the time, I didn't really know what I was going to do, and it sort of just like clicked. I was like, right, I've still got this buddy Ghost of Tsushima Iki Island thing. But I wasn't sure how how far you were because I didn't really I wasn't sure how much you wanted to talk about it yet. Uh, I finished it today for uh, the podcast. Good, I'm glad because so... I was kind of worried. I, I I put it in the in the dock last night and I I I like you know scrubbed it and put something else Accident. just in case. Yeah. No, I, I I finished it because I thought you'd want to talk about it. Yes, that's so... very true. Because you said to me so, you yeah, hadn't so, done any of the story yet, or like meant much of it. So I was like, oh crap, like he's got like, well, he's got like before. three or five hours to go. <laughs> yeah, I do. There's it a few missions, but I, I got them done. I got them okay. done. Yeah, it's definitely. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I actually have something else to add on to that. I completed New Game Plus. Wow. Yeah, I literally. I think I did what you said, which is just speed run the main missions because there aren't really that many, honestly. Like, no. the reason why Ghost is long at all is because of everything but the main missions. Like, the main missions, you get, I mean, I got it done, including quite a lot of collectibles and side missions in, like, under 12 hours. So I say, if I just sped run the main missions, it probably would have took me anywhere from, like, 6 to 8, maybe. So, yeah, pretty easy. Pretty good. So I've got all the trophies apart from all the uh, Legends one now, and that's it. Mm. I'm happy with that. I don't so, really. I'm not really but like fussed about the Legends one at the minute, just because I don't have PS Plus. I don't really plan on getting it. Like, cause yeah. Xbox Live is with Game Pass. Yeah. It's just like, well, I don't really need to buy anything else. The only thing I would say in PS Plus's defense is you get the collection of some really classic yeah. PlayStation 4 games, and yeah. then you also get the free games every month, which are fairly decent so far. They can be, yeah. But I think the only reason I'd ever want to play or get PS Plus now is if I need to play online something, you know? Mm. But there isn't really. I can't. I don't see myself playing any multiplayer games that um, are on PS5 at the minute. I'd just probably just get it for Xbox now at this point. I think PS5 is solely for like exclusives at this point and I think uh, is that the Bloodline Masquerade game is that exclusive to PS5 I think it is I don't know I, I know it's out on PC currently but I'm pretty sure they're releasing it only on PS5 okay so I'll probably be playing that I think that might be multiplayer so I might have to get PS Plus for like a week or something or a month or whatever it might be we'll see here we are yeah, so I played it because I had a few other things to play, but I was just like, I really want to play that Ghost. Yeah, it's really it's not long, you know, so it's not too bad. But it, it's well, definitely I like a good experience. Between, like, I got between like eight to ten hours. I think I put into it, so it was pretty hefty. Yeah, I think I got about it was the same. Heftier than I expected, I think. Mm, me too, actually. Yeah. Because uh, I was, it's it's sixteen pounds at retail. If you don't get the PS Five editions, then there's twenty five quid if you get those as well. So I just got literally the Iki Island stuff, and 
I was like, oh, 16 quid's got quite a lot of money, but it was quite hefty. So did, how many days did you spend playing this stuff? Just one day? What, the ghosts? Yeah, because uh, you had days. It was probably like two or three. Maybe, well, maybe like that, two and a half. the same length as the whole of the Guardians game. Yeah. That's crazy. But I mean, I probably put less time into ghosts. Like, I spent 20 hours, well, about eight, between 18 and 20 hours on Guardians. But I probably only put in about 10 to 12 hours with ghosts. Like, I wasn't playing as as long in the day. Like, it was the same amount of days, just not as many hours during the day. Like, I'd be doing other sure. things along with ghosts. You know, I'd be doing, like, mobile games or YouTube or whatever it might be. Yeah. Netflix, movies. I really enjoyed it. it it's one of those, Jay... It, I keep coming back to the Odyssey DLC because it builds on so much of what's already there. Like it's not like there are some new characters and things, but it delves deeply into the main story in a way which you probably wouldn't expect. Uh-huh. And you're like, wow, this, this, I actually felt that Jin had a better conclusion in this little piece of DLC than perhaps even the main story, perhaps. Cause I think he really comes to terms with, his father's death, which is not. Oh, that's true. Like actually, I forgot about. It's weird. Like I literally just, obviously, you obviously just played this DLC, and I obviously just played it. But I've, I've, as soon as I finished it, I just sort of forgot about what happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I agree. Actually, I think it was almost. This is both a good and a bad argument for our later debate. Right. But this almost feels like it should have been part of the main game, but not really. Like it kind of makes sense that it was DLC. But I feel like it could have been like the sort of almost like an end game slash post game for the main mm. game. Like this could have been, you know, like let's, uh, let's say that the main game is in three stages, right? You've got the bottom part of the island, the middle part, and the top part. This could have been like the fourth stage. It's almost like a Pokemon game where like after you've beaten the Elite Four, there's almost, there's always like a post game. I feel like this could have been like a similar thing for Ghost. But I mean, like I'm, an epilogue? Kind of yeah, thing. yeah, it, but it's fine that it was a DLC just because. But I think obviously they need this wanted to get more money. I mean, it's not like they're trying to like get money from people, but it makes sense that you know, ghosts. I think so obviously because probably the timing constraints, like they probably didn't have this done when the game came out two years ago, right? Agreed. So yeah. this game came out too. I always forget. Was it 2019 or 2020? This game came out. I thought it was 2019, <sighs> but maybe God it was only it. last year. I think it might have only been last year. I swear, I genuinely think we've we've done this twice on the podcast. I think we have, yeah. I have to check every time because it pisses yeah, me off. Yeah, 2020, July 2020. Oh my God. Isn't that depressing, Jay? Because we're not going to get a sequel, if ever, like for another four years. I can't that believe this so game depressing. came out last year. That's so insane. Okay. All right. All right. Oh, fine. Because I was like you, I was like, oh, you know, <sighs> oh no, we're not getting a sequel to two. this. You don't think? No. No, I mean the story's it. That's it. There's no, then there's no more. Technically, no more story to tell unless they just make something up. Well, I saw an interview with the director, and he, okay, spoiler, like minor spoilers, kind of for the ending of Ghost. I'll give you five seconds to turn it off. Just skip like a minute, two minutes. We should be done. But um, the director was saying that the ending choice, there is a definitive one. Yeah, I basically. think the good one is where you set, where you don't kill him, and the bad one is where you do kill him. Right. He needs to survive because he needs to be able to uh, work with the Shogun in the future. He needs to be able to like be the Jito for 
Tsushima. Right. I he I think the director was elaborating on the idea that he's already he's lost all his honor. So if he's well, lost yeah. all his honor, he wouldn't kill his uncle, kind of thing, because that would be the honorable thing to do to what? kill him. Well, no, I think um, because yeah, Jin, yeah, Jin is sort of dead, like well, yeah, but uh, the whole thing with Jin is that. I mean, yeah, I guess, but like he's he's sort of like gone past the this. Either you kill Lord Sh- uh, Shimmer or you don't. But you killing him is like you going into the ghost line of the story, and you not killing him is still being the ghost, but you just maybe have a little bit more. Uh, I don't know. Like you just can't kill the last, you know, your last thread of family. I guess, right? No, I I see killing him as a sam the samurai. Really. Yeah, I guess so. But anyway, yeah. anyway, it's actually really thoroughly... hard. That's what makes it such a good game, I guess. Hundred <laughs> percent, dude. It's hard to say. I I thoroughly enjoyed the DLC. I thought the side quests again were were better than expected, and I think you. I'm not sure because we spoke about it. I'm not sure you realized it was in 60 frames kind of thing. And then you spoke to me. You were like, my God, it plays so good. And I was like, yeah, it's in 60 frames now. And you're like, yeah, it wasn't before. <laughs> well, thing. no, I think it was in 30 on PS4, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. And we played know. it in 60 and it's beautiful. It is, yeah. It's a big difference. Well, I don't know. Beautiful. It's a good difference. Did you enjoy it? Yes, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I actually really liked the the trophies and everything. They were fairly yeah. easy to get. There wasn't anything like missable. What, was there something missable? I don't think so. I can't even remember. I was following a guide, but I can't even remember if there was missable things. I think obviously missable in terms of you just don't collect them, like stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I actually really enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed the uh, extra stuff you did. I think the the thing we spoke about was sort of like the moving of the controller for the flute yes good shout that good shout. was probably one of the most innovative best things about the dlc Do you <laughs> like, want to i really enjoyed it was like playing what? guitar hero but in ghost of Tsushima with a flute like that's kind of what it felt no. like to me uh, agreed Do you want to explain right so yeah, yeah right so when you, through the dlc there are, you come across moments where you sort of like um have memories of your mother at these sanctuaries because your mother taught you how to play the flute. That was like the whole thing. And she's dead. She died. She died when of like an illness when you were very young. And so you sort of like go through these memories and play these songs that attract either a deer at a deer sanctuary or a cat at a cat sanctuary that is sort of placed around the, uh, uh, you know, island. the island. Um, and the the song changes, and because of how the song changes, you get different pitches. And they they're either like uh, a bit smoother or they're a bit quicker, and you kind of have to move your control. You have to tilt your controller forward and backwards through this sort of like green line that goes in like a thing across the screen. And if you go outside of it, I guess you lose. I didn't actually lose a single one. It's actually really easy to do, but you have to sort of keep this ball from you know not exiting either side of the line. But it you kind of like felt like you were actually playing the flute, like, <laughs> and they're really yeah. good songs too. Like it had a progression yeah. to it. It was it was quite cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, I think some of the songs were off the score sort of thing. Oh, sure, but yeah. It, like you say, Jay, like, it, it was basically a bit like the six-axis stuff that they did on the PS3, I think, mm-hmm. but, like, way, way better. Like you say, like, as soon as they did that, I was like, why hasn't the game done this before? I feel like there have been games, it's just I haven't... I can't remember what they are right now. Like, I'd have to, like, look up 
what games use tilt features. I don't think I know have done, something. but not in that way, at least from my um, experience. Well, not in the way of like having to like keep something balanced necessarily. I don't know. I feel like they I should. They would really do good. that. Like when if you, let's say you're like playing a Tomb Raider game, and you have to walk across a really thin beam. Like I feel like you had to sort of do that. Or well, it'd be cool if you could do that, but like left and right, you know. Yeah. Yeah, know. for sure. You could like turn that but on and off or something. Cool. I don't know. Um, yeah, no, I I'm like that. I'm just wondering if there's any other shout-outs for the director's cut, to be honest. I really like the um, the arena. Oh, yeah. Did you, you like doing that, or have you not done that yet? I think you probably have yeah, done that. Yeah, I've done that. Man, well, you've got to tr- fight the people. All right, I'm good. You have to like, fight these sort of like fighters that all have like different styles. And if you beat them, you get like a rule. You think you get the red die? Merchant, die merchant. Yeah, because yeah. on the first yeah. in the game, in the main game, you get either the black, you get the black and the white die merchant. But in this one, if you finish the uh, the arena, you get the red die merchant. I like that a lot. Oh, that's quite Dude, smart. the combat in the game is is near perfect, isn't it? Yeah, it kind so of is. Good. It's so satisfying. Like I, I'm, I'm, yeah. like you know, I'm pretty good at it. I'd say. <laughs> you, you get to a point where you're just like, you never get hit, basically. You know. Yeah, and even if you do, agreed. you've probably got the charms on that. Whenever you kill someone, you gain all your health back anyway. So that's yeah. what I've got at least, you know. That's a good shot. I didn't oh, you met, did you, you? You more than likely got the monkey armor, and you it's yeah. fully upgraded and everything. Yeah, I actually quite enjoyed the armor because it changed the parry system. Sorry, are you talking about the armor in the monkey cave or the one at the top of the mountain shrine thing? Uh, I want to say the cave, the one with the hat where it's got a monkey on it, you know? Yeah, I think it is that one. Yeah, the yeah. one from the cave. So if you, the, what that armor allowed you to do is you, could, you, could, you couldn't parry in your normal time window. You had to perfect parry every time, which meant it sort of like gave you sort of like the risk of you know if you don't do it perfectly each time you're going to get hit and then when you do get it you do like a three combo which like is going to kill them most of the time anyway i oh, wear so that like that most of the time most of yeah most of the oh. deal so i had it on just so i want to practice my perfect parry i thought yeah. it was really fun <laughs> i'm too scared to do that oh yeah. it's great it felt like playing dark the souls o- <laughs> That's kind of what uh, the only criticism i have is i was playing it on hard Oh, that's and the odd. last boss is such a difficulty spike. I can't even tell you. So uh, was I wasn't going to sit there for an hour to try and um, try and, and and do it. So uh, okay, yeah, I yeah. Thought no, that really I thought it was hard. difficult even on easy. I actually died. Yeah, it was really hard. I had to do it twice. So I had to sort of figure out her patterns and everything. Yeah, exactly. Surprised exactly. me. Yeah. And do you want to talk quickly about your director's cut for Death Stranding experience or? Yeah, I can go quickly. I mean, a lot of it was primarily just uh, fixing a load of stuff because when I transferred my save across from PS4 to PS5, it sort of like put you in like a new server. You weren't in the same one you were in before. So all the people that you sort of had who had built buildings and things to help you traverse around had gone. So I had to like basically just farm that, <laughs> just try to get that all sorted. I had to remind myself actually that you can't get uh, there's like when you do deliveries you can get like the ultimate sort of like 
like an S plus rating essentially whenever you do a delivery. And I didn't realize you couldn't do that unless you were playing the game on hard. So I had to like remind myself of that as well. But I haven't oh, I haven't okay. done the the new mission, and I haven't tr I've tried out like one or two of the new equipments, but they're just sort of like upgrades of, pre of previous things, you know. How many new missions are there? I think there's just one or two. Like it's just like a underground kind of like uh I think it was Kojima's kind of way of putting uh uh Metal Gear Solid into Death Stranding. That's ba it's basically like a Metal Gear Solid emulator for Death Stranding. <laughs> That's basically what it is. But I I wouldn't even know where to go to get it, to be honest. It doesn't actually tell you in game where to go, so I might have to Google it and find out later on. Standard, standard. Is hard hard on Death Stranding? No. Okay. I think if you came across uh BB? Uh, I forgot the bloody names of the enemies in this. Are they not BBs? No, BB babies. is what you the baby is what you wear, the bridge babies, yeah, that's what BB stands for. Uh oh. yeah, I think if you came across the enemies in the game it probably would be a lot more I mean you'd be I mean, yeah, you'd just die. <laughs> oh, what are they called? Ah, oh, forget it. Yeah, I forgot to. Forget it. Okay, fair okay. enough. Well, if you play any more of that, hit us up, because I'm curious to... It, I assume it runs at like 60 frames 4K. Yeah, I think that was probably the other thing. It's just, it just looks a lot better than it did, mm. you know? That was like, it's just it's basically like getting a uh, an optimized version, essentially. Sure. Was it a cheap upgrade? Was it free? Only a fiver, I think, yeah. Oh, that's good. That's way cheaper than... How's that work? Oh. I mean, it might as well have been three, honestly. Content. But I think have, having it being a fiver, it sort of almost funds Kojima's next project a little bit, you know, just yeah, a, just a little sure. extra, just to help him get started. It's kind of what I'm hoping, you know, because I know he's making something okay. right now, but nobody knows exactly what it is. It's kind of like another best round of eight point nine million. So Jay, yes, I like yeah, I like the the card you got there. That's quite cool. Which oh, Avenger single-handedly protected the key from Ultron in Novigrad while its citizens were evacuated? A. Black Widow B. Quicksilver C. Scarlet Witch or D. Iron Man Oh god, is this one a movie? I, I assume so, yeah. <sighs> so, I, I mean, I can't, I can't even remember. I haven't watched Ultron in so long. But if I had to guess, I feel like it couldn't be Scarlet Witch or Quicksilver because they were busy fighting off things, right? Unless by the key they meant that thing they were protecting the whole time. But that wasn't just one person, that was like a bunch of people protecting it. So I'd have to guess either, well I think I'd have to guess Black Widow, just because I don't think she was fighting along with the rest of them. You are incorrect, I'm afraid. Yeah, probably. Apparently the answer is Scarlet Witch. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, yeah, it would make sense if she was just like... I mean, I know she was the last one standing, but I didn't know if that's what that meant or not. What uh, was your well. thoughts on their decision to kill Quicksilver in that film? Uh, I was pissed off. But I think part of the reason was because they had the X-Men one, right? The uh, I'm not even sure. I mean, the fact that there's two Quicksilvers in the same movie thing annoys me himself. Because <laughs> I, I always forget that the actor who plays Quicksilver in... The one who died, Aaron at Taylor least. Johnson. Yeah, exactly. His buddy Kickass guy. So yeah. I'm just like, because yeah. he they made him look so different in the movie. I feel like he's got quite a, like quite a uh, flexible look. They can make he's like he one of those actors who can look very uh, tangible. I guess is that the right word or like uh, 
like clay. I don't know, whatever you want to say. Sure, they can mm. morph differently. Shang Chi right, comes Jay. out tomorrow. I'm going to be watching <clears throat> that. Awesome. Disney Plus Day. Let's go. My topic this week, Jay, is a game you've already discussed, and I'm keeping on the Final Fantasy hype. I actually so, forgot what your topic is. Let's go. <laughs> we're g- <laughs> we're getting to the end of my kind of back catalogue of games which I played while oh, I was waiting sweet. for my Series X. Okay. Um, but I'm talking about Final Fantasy VII Remake, Jay. Oh, okay. So I'm kind of glad, actually. In the same way that Final Fantasy VII's coming about seemed to be written in the stars, in this in in the way that the biggest culturally impactful things just like seem to line up at the right time in in any media or any okay. art. Form. What do you mean? <clears throat> okay, what I mean is, Oasis wouldn't be big if they came out in the seventies, or uh, the Beatles wouldn't be big if they came out in the nineties. I like I like this line of thinking. Go ahead. So, I just believe that truly impactful cultural phenomenons happen at the right timing. time. Yeah, right. it's a lot of it. Like fifty percent of it is timing. <laughs> right. You also and... got to think that a lot of bands wouldn't be around if it wasn't for the Beatles. Of course. I actually thought about that today because they played Beatles on the radio. But yeah, and so. In that sense, Final Fantasy VII made a big cultural impact. Yeah. I can't believe that Final Fantasy VII Remake has pretty much done exactly the same thing. The stars have aligned to create, in my opinion, the best possible version of this game. Okay. I know that's quite a grand statement. You pl- you have played like, Seven Remake, right? Yeah. Okay. So, like, uh, we exist in a possible world and out of all possible worlds we exist in the one where the Final Fantasy 7 remake was yeah, it is the pretty best cool. possible incarnation yeah we could have I mean? easily been born in a different time to not enjoy it as much you know? everything we were born the about this game <laughs> is superb in my opinion the real time okay. ability turn strategy combat might be the best JRPG Final Fantasy battle system I've ever played personally it's pretty decent yeah I think the fact you've got control of every swing is consistently engaging and then introducing abilities on top of that as a secondary layer just gives it so much more substance and I, I've struggled to think of a better battle system really. I'm struggling to think of what they'll do in the future. I mean it is sort of like the perfect meld of Final Fantasy 7's original ATB right. system with the Final Fantasy 15 sort of free flow moving around doing what you need to do kind of thing right definitely oh, actually yeah definitely. i'm really kind of curious what they're going to do with 16 like how are they are they going to have like a whole new thing is it like a tweak on previous things is it going to be turn-based is it i mean i feel like at this point final fantasy can no longer be turn-based right nah. which is nah. odd to me because for like i think turn-based is sort of reserved more for like mobile games and like smaller games now right because I play a lot of turn-based games on my phone, like that's I I enjoy the hell out of them, but I think they're almost like small fry at this point. Yeah, kind of. School. They're just like they're, they're kind of like I I can a new RPG or a new Final Fantasy ever have uh, you know turn-based? I don't think it can. It's <laughs> kind of weird. It's kind of sad, honestly. Like the 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 death of turn-based games from Final Fantasy has sort of already happened. I think. Yeah, sad, but also. 
an evolution. I think we're getting. You know? we, I think we're getting ultimately a better system. personally. Yeah. Like it's it's more complex. If it's anything like seven remake or fifteen, I'll be happy. Honestly. Hundred percent, and the presentation is also unbelievable, as most Final Fantasy games is. So this alongside Spyro Reignited Trilogy, alongside some of the Halo remakes, for me, is th this is among the most dramatic remakes out there, period. The amount of time they spent on it, the effort, and most importantly, the amount of love they put into it, I think is pretty obvious. What are you <laughs> going to say, mate? Did you play this on PS4 or PS5? PS4. Okay, just making sure, because I know that the PS5 version is like infinitely better, I just haven't tried it out yet. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if I'm, I'm only ever going to try it out once I play the, um, the yeah, DLC, so... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just felt that when I was playing through it, like, even though it had kind of a troubled development, apparently, like, every single second of gameplay, every line of dialogue, and every combat encounter was hitting in the right spot. Mm -hmm. Every single like there wasn't a single line from the characters, from their development, from their delivery. Like it was just perfect to me. Like I never was like, well, oh, that sounded funny, or they they wouldn't say that. All of it just made complete sense to me. I'm kind of worried that if I went back and replayed it, I probably wouldn't like it as much. <laughs> I know what you mean. Like I feel I like there's mean. almost like a, a first time playthrough or a first time read or a first time watch of a type of yeah. entertainment where that first time is the only time you'll ever enjoy it as much as you did then you'll never enjoy it the same again like it'll either be a worse version next time or just an, you know a slightly less as good version like it just seems every time i watch something it seems to get worse and worse every time i do it which is just annoying but you know i know what you mean it's yeah, a, it's i'm a worried about that right <laughs> When I spoke to you about Hot Fuzz, it was like, you don't watch Hot Fuzz anymore. Like, it's on, but we know everything that's going to happen. Yeah, you know it's I mean? kind of like, got to the point where you just, you can't, you can't watch it again because you've seen it so many too many times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although there are some sure. movies that aren't like that for me, like Breakfast Club, I can watch that. Like, if, if I was made to watch that every day, all day, I'd probably be fine with that. Fair. Fair. Uh, despite everything I've said thus far, I still do love Final Fantasy XV and the originality that world has. Um, but, you know, I think Final Fantasy VII Remake does borrow some things off XV, um, and oh, hell of a that's lot, yeah. great. The story isn't as convoluted as the game may make you think. We're going back to Seven Remake here. Mm. So, I doubted my comprehension of the story um, when I was playing it, to the point where I was tricking myself into not understanding elements, which I actually kind of did understand. Yeah. I just needed Maximilian Dude to explain the whole thing that's, to Yeah, me, that's basically. also partly true. He's very good at explaining uh, the Final Fantasy uh, history. I also did this with 13 and 15. I sort of went to like a wiki and spent about eight hours um, across three or four different Final Fantasies of just reading like the history, the lore, and the entire story and trying to understand it. And I think that helped. <laughs> like once you know what the story is, like once you can comprehend it properly from like ver the very beginning to the very end, it kind of just like makes the game a hell of a lot more enjoyable, I think. Because I did this all mm. before the game came out because I really I needed to understand it better. I didn't want to go in like totally blind on this one. I just It just couldn't happen. I, no, I knew I wouldn't enjoy it as much as I did. Well, dude, funny you say that, because literally my next point 
I went to go watch a story summary of the original Final Fantasy VII on a YouTube video because mm-hmm. I was like you. I was like, there is no way I'm going in this no. without no not knowing the original story. It's difficult. Yeah, um, it would make it look And I much would less highly advise everyone who yeah. hasn't played this to go do that if they haven't played. <laughs> Even the if you think you know, you game. don't. There's so much more you that don't, you don't know. <laughs> you don't know. And yeah. by the way, for what it's worth. I watched a, a story summary of Final Fantasy VI, Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy IX, and Final Fantasy maybe twelve. Yeah, I, I did. Well. I did seven, thirteen, and fifteen. Even though I knew like what happens in most of those, I think I needed to like really go in depth with all of them. Yeah, and I, from at least from the summary videos, I still thought. Seven basically had the best story. Like I, when I when I saw the video, I was like, "I'm getting why it's so impactful." Just yeah, there's a reason why it's so good. I think it's it's almost like um, I guess they do you call them like an epic. It's yeah. it's it's like yeah. it's basically like a Lord of the Rings. You know, it's kind of like it spans yeah. its its reach is a lot wider than just the odd. Final Fantasy story, like you get like a one-off Final Fantasy that doesn't really go anywhere. But Final Fantasy VII sort of has a, is very broad. Like it has like, so mm-hmm. much going on that it you can't just get it all done in one entity. It kind of needs to be spread across time, you know, and across multiple games and whatever. I'm kind of glad they're making more than one. You know, it kind of they they, they, mm-hmm. they really it's a good idea. I'm really hoping that it's a trilogy in the end, but I, I think it might just be the two. I know what you mean, especially after the God of War becoming two games. You yeah. do wonder. I would also advise people to watch Advent Children because, like, oh my I, god, I yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my like, god. I'm not saying it's a good yes. film, but no, what I, I am, am saying is <laughs> that's my is childhood that right there. When I'm like, when I'm playing, when I played Final Fantasy VII remake, all I wanted was Final Fantasy VII, and all I can say is Advent Children delivers on more Final Fantasy VII. You know what I mean? Advent Children sort of splits a lot of Final Fantasy VII fans. Like it's one of those things where you either loved it or you hated it. Like you, you, it was right. it almost sort of like I think to some people it sort of like messed with the equilibrium. It kind of messed with the idea of what the the canon was for Final Fantasy VII. I'm pretty sure Advent Children is canon. It's just sort of like definitely it's just yeah. like a side thing, you know. It's almost like a bridge between certain parts of the story. Definitely. I don't know. I really enjoyed and, it. Uh, and it, well, I, yeah, I won't say that because it is a bit of a spoiler, but um, I, I do recommend you watch it. And Jay, dude, when I was watching it, I'm sure I must have told you this Probably. when I watched it because yeah, it was a while on. ago. But I was just like, man, I can totally see why Jay used to watch this like every day on his PSP. Like, yeah, I just totally I still see have it. it. Like, Oh, I still have dude. the like little PSP thing. I have it somewhere. I don't know where. The it UMD. Is, but, oh, yeah, dude. I was like, when I was watching it, I was like, you could easily put this on in the background every Sunday. Oh, morning. dude, I fell asleep like, to that. I fell asleep to that movie every night for like two years. Like legit. <laughs> like legit. I actually think Do I don't watch. Word, I don't know. It's one of those movies where I don't know all, all the words. It's just sort of like I would only watch the first like twenty minutes of it and then fall right. asleep. So I've probably only actually watched the movie from start to finish maybe five times, but I've started the movie about 200 times. <laughs> you yeah, know, it's yeah, just like, yeah, 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 so I just fall asleep to it and then wake up and it'll be over, so yeah, whatever. Amazing. I think the music, like the end boss battle thing, is just like stuck in my head. 
just because I, I probably like had it on and it was just sort of interfering with my sleep so i just it's like i can bring that music to, like, to mind at, at any point you know as in like the sephiroth battle music. dun 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 yeah Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh it's so it's so classic. It's Amazing. so classic. Uh, back to Seven Remake. Mm. I thought the length was great as well. It doesn't feel like it's only like a third of the original game. I'm not even I can't sure even remember how long I spent on it. How long was the game? Was like thirty hours? I can't even remember. I, I mean, or was it way more? We're talking about God Lock Speed and Nick Speed here. I can't. I think mine was between thirty and forty. Oh, okay. Yeah, mine might have been. I think I had more hours on it just because I went back and tried to get... I think I played through it twice because I needed to go... Actually, it was twice or three times. Sorry, I thought you were talking about just, just the story, you know, just first time playthrough. Yeah, I think just I think first time might have been about, about 50, 54 yeah, okay. hours or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm probably somewhere in the same ballpark. I can't even remember. I think... I want to say you were in the 30 hours. That, that came out in 2020, like September 2020, right? Uh, March, what was it this year? Sure was it, oh god no it wasn't this year was it i thought it was march 2020 oh my god that came out before ghost yeah dude no yeah, my uh, my head is so messed up when it comes to like oh it was april, april oh god that, that came out before ghost of tsushima how is that even possible the, the time time does not add up right now <laughs> dude time we lost time we lost time a while ago. Yeah, 2020 just didn't exist to me, honestly. I know, I know. It never, everything feels maximised rather than stretched, in my opinion. Like, it genuinely mm. felt like there were storylines and missions where it just felt like it was building on the world and the characters rather than stretching it. Like, The Hobbit is stretching. Yeah. It's not building. Whereas Seven Remake is building. Yeah. And I never heard and it's the original game it soundtrack, Jay. But this game's music, yeah. along with everything else in it, Dude, that's like the thing feel... we always come back to. <sighs> just... like Final Fantasy, they just it... they have music down. They ha- they don't have a single game with bad music in it. Well now someone's gonna go prove you wrong, but I, I agree care. with you. It's like it's like it's like every Final Fantasy game, the music came from the heavens, you know? Yeah. It's just perfect. And it also seems to work. Like it like it was genuinely curated for the for the like ambient kind of feeling and vibe you get from the game too. Like if it's quite a dark version, like you're gonna get a bit more of a darker theme, you know. It's just it works out perfectly. It's so weird because the music made me feel like a kid gamer, even though I never played it as a kid. Uh-huh. I mean that is extraordinary. Like gen- it genuinely, it was one of those games where I was like, "Wow, this is making me feel like a kid." I don't know why, but the you know the ghost section of the game with the train. Yeah. For some reason, that's just like like that came to mind today, even though I didn't realize that was your topic. For some reason, it just popped in my head today. I have no idea why, but I me- I like really enjoyed that bit. I think all, all these things that I've discussed yeah. provides an experience that, to me, is as new and inspiring as the original Final Fantasy VII, at least in my concept of what that game was. I mean, Final Fantasy VII Remake might genuinely be the best Final Fantasy game ever made. I mean, that is <sighs> absurd to me. Uh, and not also, to me, to me it isn't, why... but I can see why you say that, yeah. Oh, I'm not saying it's my favourite. No, I'm just saying it might be the in like best. a general terms. It, yeah, I think technically it is the best Final Fantasy game ever made. Yet, because 
yes. I know people are going to be like the original Final Fantasy VII. I'm like, yes, yeah, but that's but, unplayable now. Yeah, it's, well, it's not unplayable. It's just like... I know, I know. It's just you'd have to be from the time to really understand. I mean, it's actually difficult to play unless you were like around when that was when it first came out. And, like, and it's just quite harsh game. of a game to look at now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I mean by unplayable. Yeah, like, sure. I, I get the charm of it because I tried it a couple of years ago. Yeah, um, I have it. But like, I, and I can totally get why it would be like amazing at the time because I'm sure if me or you, like, if we ever sat down together and played it, we would have been like, what? Yeah, you know, but, yeah, but we weren't born then. We were born at a time when that had already been and we'd sort of grown up, you know, seeing mm-hmm. this evolution of graphic evolution, you know, just graphics getting better and better. So just we can't you know we can't really like there's no hype there necessarily you know yeah yeah and i you know fingers crossed the next games or game whatever happens will continue this trajectory um because i i do think that it it will will look upon this time and be like so you guys you guys played final fantasy 7 remake when it first came out yeah. Like, uh, I genuinely see it as that special. I oh, know I guess like, that so, sounds yeah. preposterous, but no. like, I just think it is really special. Maybe it's because I, you know, I haven't played the original. Maybe, but I just think it's an amazing game. Like, truly, truly amazing. Like, when I played, I was like, "Man, this, 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 this game." Like, might it's be definitely the, an know, experience. Might, yeah, it might be the best game since Red Dead Two, kind of thing. <sighs> like that level. Um, and and just lastly, Jay. Yeah. Uh, Tifa is oh. the hottest video game character <laughs> of all time. Okay. Well, depending says... on uh, what age you are, that that answer to that question tends to change. Like, I think some people would say it was Lara Croft. Other people right. would say it's Bayonetta. <laughs> I thought you were going to go more. Some people say Aerith. Some people say Jesse. But I don't know. Oh, uh, who are you re- who are you referencing from what? Okay, sure. I mean, yeah, I I was just I, I was Aerith. yeah, Aerith. I was thinking more like um like across time. Sure. I don't think you would, I think that if you ask people from Final Fantasy who's the hottest person in Final Fantasy, they'd probably say Tifa every time. Oh man. Like it's... Tifa's just oh. it. And the like the bit where you have to like wear the dresses and everything. Oh my god. And just like oh. you oh, so I'm guessing you know that you could have a different dress depending on yeah, what choices yeah, yeah, you yeah. made. I think that was actually one of the trophies, right? You had to get all three dresses. All yeah. nine dresses, depending on which choices you... Yeah, that's kind of insane. Yes. I'm yeah, still... Yeah. In my head, Jay, I'm still thinking about hard mode. Oh, yeah. No, I, I can't. I tried. I'm not even going to attempt it. But, but I can't. it's got a high percentage it's... of trophy, a trophy you, You'd have to play the Jay. game and get max out everything just to even have a chance to do most of that. That, oh, mate, that's the easy bit. It's get doable. The right gear, get the it's just right like can't be asked. That's the easy bit. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I got. Enough. I'm actually not far off. Like I reckon, I, if I put about fifteen hours in, I could probably do it. But I can't be asked to put that in at the minute. Right now, I just don't really feel like it. <laughs> well, that's it, mate. I just wanted to gush about Seven Remake because I haven't done it on the show. I'm glad to get it off my chest because man, I just that game's amazing. I spoke to my brother's mate. I convinced him to play FF15, or he played it, and I was like, "Oh, don't you love it?" And he was like, "Yeah, oh, yeah. nobody else did." Oh, and yeah. then I convinced him to play Seven Remake, and he was just like, "Wow!" And I was like, "Yeah." Anyway, what were you gonna say? I uh, I bought my dad Final Fantasy Seven Remake for his birthday, 
this year. So he's had it since September. I don't actually. I haven't asked him if he's played it oh, all the way through yet. Fuck. But knowing him, he probably isn't very far. <laughs> or like at least he he probably got like a good amount of way in, but he doesn't really he'll have a lot of time to play it. I reckon. So I have to I have to yeah, catch up with him on that. Too busy find playing out. Cyberpunk or The Elder Scrolls Blades. No, I don't know. Or Genshin. He doesn't play Genshin. I know. I'm I'm taking the mic out. I know you're a duffer. Yeah. All right. Jay, should we move on to your interlude? You yeah, I forget what it is. Before? Remind me. Elden Ring. Oh right. Yeah. Okay. So Elden Ring. Uh, it's currently in beta. Which my dad actually has a beta key. I think he's playing it or has been playing it since it came out. Your dad's a jammy guy, isn't he? <sighs> he gets beta codes for everything. Um. Yeah, it's out. I haven't actually watched much of people playing it, like the the little beta that there is. But I I watched the 19 minute 4K sort of gameplay exclusive Same. video that came out, and I think it kind of made me go, "Oh, this is why I like Dark Souls and Bloodborne. I think I'm going to be getting this game now. Like, I think I'm actually wow. going to be getting Elden Ring. I don't know if I'm going to be getting it day one, but I'll definitely think about it. It's made me go, "Oh, this might be a." Uh, a sooner rather than a later purchase. I'll have to see what I'm playing and what's because I think uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus comes out around the same time. Do we? It's been delayed, isn't it? Um, Elden Ring to like February. Yeah. Because it was coming out in January and it's now coming out in February. Yes. Right. Okay. So yes. I might, there might be a good time frame, just depending on what else comes out in that time. So. We'll see. But so, I tend to not play um, a lot of the Soulsborne games until they've been out for a while because I like to research them for long enough that I can sort of like all, all, almost already know how to play the, finish the game before I even play it, if that makes sense. So what I'll do is I'll watch a bunch of speedrunners play it, I'll watch people play like do playthroughs, then I'll get it myself and just like copy what they do, basically, just so I know. Like I don't miss anything. I'll follow like, a guide or something. I think you do you. Yeah. That's how I be... enjoy games, like the Souls and yes. Dark Souls games. Eh? I imagine there'll be a few people out there saying, isn't the whole point that you go in blind and you don't know what's coming kind of thing? No. I mean, yeah, I understand that, but that just uh, annoys me to no end. <laughs> there you go. That just kind of makes the game... Actually, I get more frustrated at a game like that. Like, I'd much rather just have an easy time. Like I've been surprised through games, you know, gone in blind. And done. Like I've, I've been and done it. I don't need to keep doing it, you know. Dude, mate. Form, you know, form me once. I'm with you. I'm in your corner. Form I'm in your once. corner. Form I played twice. Wolfenstein 2 on easy. You know what I'm saying? I played Wolfenstein 2 on easy. Okay. I'm in your corner, mate. I'm in your corner. All right. All right. So, yeah, I'll uh, I'll probably be getting that. But I, I was I forgot how good the game looks. And right, I, think it's, yeah. I think it's supposed to be in 60 frames. I saw a couple of dips, I believe. Yeah, well, I think the the trailer that was on online, unless you watched the specific 4K version, it didn't look very good. I think it was actually in 30 frames, unless you were watching it in the 4K version. So, right, okay. I don't know. I think so there's like speculation. Right, it's supposed Jay. to be 4K 60. On the YouTube, right? So mm. let's say we watched it on our 4K TV. Yeah. And we had powerful enough internet to stream the 4K. Am I right in saying that YouTube still doesn't video 4K? No, or... it does. 
It does. Yeah, YouTube has four K scale it or some. Something. No, you can choose if you want to watch it in fourteen forty or twenty one sixty or even higher. I think you can go up to eight K on some YouTube videos. Right. Okay. It just depends on whether someone, the person has uploaded it to that high of a frame. Like, if you want to watch, uh, if you want to consistently watch four K videos, go to the slow mo guys. They've always got four. They upload all their videos in four K. Sure, 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 sure. So the the cogs were turning for you when they yeah when I I, I forgot how good those kind of games are and it's definitely like this game might as well be Dark Souls Four like that's basically what it is it's just like an upgraded version of previous things but I think we're starting to get to a point now where the Souls games are starting to like really become a lot more streamlined like a lot less a lot less um, janky I guess. You know what I mean by janky, right? Kind of? Yeah, so janky is kind of like... Um, like Fallout 3 is janky. Yeah, 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 yeah. Skyrim is janky. Not polished. No, yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, polished, but just... Um, has a charm in the fact that it's not like... The best looking or the best... Like, it, it the, the graphics that it has is, is a choice, not a mistake. But it's like a, a deliberate. See, I, it's I deliberate. Assume janky with graphics. I'd assume it with gameplay. No, janky. It can mean anything that is janky. Jan- <laughs> this is really weird. That I have to <laughs> explain what janky. Okay, janky is almost like gross. It's kind of like. Uh, it's kind of like oh, that's disgustingly cool. You know. Like it just kind of oh, works yeah, because enough. of how how uh, it 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 works because it doesn't work. Or there's like glitches, or there's like deliberate like things that happen, but they can like be annoying or be beneficial, like almost like glitchy, but like in a good way, like speedrunner glitchy, you know, like games that allow you to mess around with the uh, the way that walls work and that you can like go through the map and stuff like that. That's jan- that's what janky kind of is in terms of games. But I think I don't think Elden Ring will be that janky. I'm kind of looking forward to how people are going to speedrun it though. That's like my main. Whenever a new Souls thing comes out, it's right. How can this game be speedrun, and how will Mal- Maximilian enjoy? How much will he enjoy the game? Like yeah. I know he's going to be like going crazy over it because I think there's actually a game coming out at the same time that he's worried that it's going to clash. I think KOF 15 comes out at the same time, so we'll have to see. And uh, you've obviously got that open world element as well, but I don't yeah, they've changed that. It looks cause... weird, but I like yeah. it. It's, you know. I know... I know we've got a lot to go through still, um, but I spoke to some mates who like the Soulsborne series and stuff, and they were saying about how like there's reused animations from yeah. Dark Souls Three and stuff. And it's it's it, almost it like to me this is kind of like a Pokemon game. I know I keep referencing Pokemon today, it's because we talk about it later. But a lot of Pokemon games are just like reused animations, reused sprites, but just improved every time. Right. And over time, it'll get better and better. Like this, I'm not like if you compare Dark Souls One to this game, it is like graphically, it's fairly similar. Obviously, like a hell of a lot more improved. Like it still has the general feel and look to this, to sort of like yeah. Dark Souls Three and Dark Souls One. Yeah. But it is like the animations are like the new stuff they've put in this game is kind of insane. <laughs> like it's kind of like the thing that a lot of people had imagined would be in the Souls games from like day one. Right. So it's kind of like, yeah, we're almost at like the pinnacle of what I think a lot of the Souls games can become. Like they're kind of like becoming 
like really amazingly like well put together you know sure sure have to see have to see yeah, yeah do you I'm mind hyped. if we move on to the good good um what we're moving I'm on to the news I will definitely watch a playthrough of Elden Ring. So, yeah, let's go to the news, mate. Let's go to the news. Let's do yours first. So, first up, uh, Todd Howard from Bethesda uh -huh. had an insightful, insightful interview with Ryan McCaffrey over at IGN did. Unfiltered. Uh, he heads up that little podcast series yeah. where he talked about Elder Scrolls 6, Starfield, uh, Skyrim. Uh, quote, I believe this is what Jay wanted to talk about. Yeah, I want to get uh, your opinion in, in, on this. In that interview, he quoted, quote, We felt doing something like Starfield, Ellipsis, we'd been wanting to do something else for a long time and play in a new universe, comma. So if not now, hyphen, I can't keep saying this. This is ridiculous. I'm just going to read it. Please I'm do. I'm going back in time. We started right after Fallout 4, so 2015. If Jesus. not now... When six years, it felt like if we didn't do it then, the when could be never. End quote. Right, got there in the end. So in short, they felt after Fallout Four that if they didn't make Starfield now, it, they were never going to make it. True. So is that what you want to point out, Jay? Not really. Okay, what did you want to point out? Uh, <laughs> the fact that uh, Elder Scrolls Six is going to be put a little bit on the back burner because of Starfield. Okay. I feel like we've covered this though. When? On the podcast. I don't remember talking about it. So, when they came out the E3 2018, yeah, they were like Fallout 76 is coming out this year. Yeah, I know how that went. Then they were like Starfield's coming next. Okay, and then they were like after Starfield, Elder Scrolls Six will come out. Yeah. So in my mind, I've never seen. The making of Elder Scrolls Six being in main production until Starfield. Well, no, out. but what I'm saying is that it, it, he kind of made the point to we had like a level of pre-production on on Elder Scrolls Six, but they've sort of put that even further behind because they wanted to sort of push more with Starfield. They kind of want to get to the end of Starfield now and get ready for release. So they've sort of like completely stopped Six until that's all finished, basically. I think that's what he was alluding to, at least. And I was just kind of like, okay. I can find the quote for your... Uh... And, and you're disappointed about this, I guess. No, not necessarily. I just wanted to see, like, you know, what your... Where you sort of were with Six and Starfield and all that kind of stuff. Because I know we spoke... I think we spoke about Starfield last week, didn't we? Yeah, or the week before, maybe? Yeah, just about... You, you thought it would be, like, amazing, and I, I was kind of sceptical or something. Yeah. No, I still uh... have no idea exactly how the game's going to be. Until I, until I see gameplay, I'm not really, like that hyped you know it's kind of like yep yeah, i'm sure the game will be good if it isn't it isn't if it is it is i mean i i still can't believe that they're making a space game like no. it kind of just seems a bit out of not out of their wheelhouse but like um <clears throat> like they're sort of known for their fantasy stuff right so it's kind of like wow okay we're doing we're dropping the fantasy stuff we're moving to space it kind of just seems like a bit of a jump but i'm sure they'll do fine yeah, I think, unfortunately, Starfield's a very, very pivotal game for that studio. I well, I feel a... like we don't have enough information about what the actual game is. Well, he said in the interview, it's the best parts of Skyrim in space. 
I mean, if you just saying that just makes me think Skyrim in space. <laughs> just, it literally just makes me think like Fallout, Skyrim, just another RPG but in space. I'm trying to think how that would yes. work though. Like, would uh, you be jumping from planet to planet? Uh, like, what's the idea? Yes. You know? I think jumping from planet to planet. You've I mean, got this just inventory. makes me think of like No Man's Sky, basically. Like, no is they gonna? Is it? It kind of like I feel like this, this has already kind of been done with No Man's Sky and uh, Outer Worlds or whatever it is, right? I think I think it's fair to say that Outer Worlds would be a kind of a, a, best comparison, a, a second cousin once removed. To I mean, it is because it was Obsidian did it, right? Yeah, I feel like Obsidian yeah. beat Bethesda to the to the punch. Like they sort of like beat them to the whole like space thing. They beat them by bit, a long but... time too. I think when did Outer Worlds come out? Like 2018. More... Yeah, I it's think kind of insane. Starfield will be much more impressive, though. I hope so. I I really hope that Starfield blows all those other space RPGs out of the water. Like I really, I really hope that this is the thing. This like becomes their next Skyrim, you know, because Skyrim sort of become a meme at this point in terms of it being like the the one game that Bethesda has like a million versions of, and it's on yeah. every console. Yeah. You know. So yeah, I hope that they do that again, just with this. Next up, the president of Square Enix, Yusuke Matsuda, sorry if I butchered the name, has expressed has expressed Avengers wasn't quite as successful as they would have perhaps liked. By the way, apologies, both of these come from IGN. Mm. Um, all the links are in the in the sources in the description. We over quote we overcame a variety of unexpected difficulties in the final phase of the game's development, including needing to transition to work from home due due to the pandemic. We were unable to surmount these challenges and release the game, but it has unfortunately not proven as successful as we would have liked, end quote. That just sounds like Matsuda... damage control to me, doesn't it? Yeah, a little bit. That's kind of them being like, oh, we're blaming the pandemic on the game being crap. I think... So I think one of the things they talked about was that they said Crystal Dynamics wasn't the right choice in the fact that they didn't right. have any experience with the games of service game. Right. And that had they chosen someone else, if they could go back and choose another person, they'd choose someone else, basically. But and my that mean you go, duh. Yeah, duh. But I was also thinking, like, would that have changed the characters that were in the game? And would that have changed the story of what happened in the game? Like, would it still be the same? Or would it be different, do you reckon? Like, was if the story and everything came... Yeah, like, if it didn't, st would it still be the same? Like, what did the story and everything come from Marvel or Square Enix? Or did, or did the story and how the game, like how, what characters were chosen for it, kept come from Crystal Dynamics? Like I have a feeling that Marvel actually had a bit more um, say in how the game was um, made than what is perceived to be that way. Like, I have a feeling. Yeah, exactly. I have a feeling that they yeah. wanted to push that just so they could push the Kamala TV show, show or movie that's coming out or whatever. They wanted to sort of get her in the zeitgeist. It's, Look, she's a proper character. She, she's she's should be a part of the Avengers. It's like, yeah. I mean, if you were born in like two thousand and eight, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, not for everyone else. And lastly, for Jay's batch of news, Reddit user Seer it comes from IGN again. Reddit user Seer Pumpkin shared a Toy World magazine interview where General Manager of Warner Brothers Rachel Wackley or Wakeley hinted a release window for Hogwarts Legacy mm. would be after Fantastic Beasts 3 film. Yeah, I'm so not sure quote, how that's finished yet, but yeah. 
Sorry, did you do you want to just talk? Yeah, I'm you? not sure. I'm not sure when that Fantastic Beast film is coming out, but I have a feeling it's like 2022. So. Yeah, I think it's early 2022. Okay. So yeah, I don't know okay, how much you know day. about this uh, this uh, Harry Potter game. Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah. Let me be very clear about this again. Hogwarts Legacy is not going to come out until 2023. That I'm not saying anyone else has said that. I think it'll be late 2022. I think you're mad. I think it'll be November this time next I, year. I think if it comes out next year, it will not be ready. No, I think that's what's going to happen. It's going to get it's going to get pushed. It's going to get delayed until November. It's supposed. To, I reckon it's going to be. Well, he say it's going to be middle of 2022. Yeah. They'll push yeah, it. They'll yeah. push it to the end of 2022, and yeah. it still won't be ready. But they'll release yeah. it anyway, and it'll have a similar release to what Cyberpunk did, and that it just doesn't work that well. I like it. Yeah. This like isn't against games. the developers, by the way. We hope you get no, amazing. No, I hope the game is bloody but... brilliant because we love Harry Potter. But uh, yeah, chances are that's how most games come out nowadays: is they come out too early, not cooked enough, just because people want their money sooner rather than later. You know. Jay, you bring up a fair point because, like, there is a hundreds of millions of pounds opportunity to make. An amazing Harry Potter game, an amazing Lord of the Rings game. Like, where are these? An amazing Star Wars game, an amazing Marvel game. I mean, we had we had the Star Wars one with Fallen Order, right? But that's like the first good Star Wars game we've gotten in ten years. Yeah, I know. And uh, this, the Midnight Suns, even got pushed and it got delayed. I don't think that game was going to be any good anyway. I mean, necessarily compared to what we should be getting. I feel like if, uh, I mean, the last good Marvel game was Spider Man. Right, you know, we need another one. Like that game, like made records in terms of sales. Like, d- just make another one of those with a different character, and one that people actually like. Well, I guess Insomniac are doing that with Wolverine now, aren't they? Oh, that's true. They are doing Wolverine. Yep, you're right. I forgot. But you're that. right, Jay. Like, well done. I, I'm. I think we both agree. Like, just where are these games? Like, a yeah. scar, a Skyrim set in Lord of the Rings universe. Like, that is literally going to sell ten million copies. That is literally going to sell. Time I have a feeling there's like a bunch of Marvel and Star Wars stuff in the pipeline. It's just they're in developing, like in the either the very early stages of development or like very smack bang in the middle of development. And we'll probably hear something about it in the next couple of E3s. You know. Yeah. Just well, so. you know, just that like classic. But it's not done yet. Like it's probably being thought of, just not not made. And they'll probably like, ruin what? it, like I they guess... always do. <laughs> I guess as well. Guardians was a good Marvel game. Oh yeah, I forgot about Guardians. Yeah, you're right. That was actually pretty decent. But yeah. But again, we're talking about what two, three games in the last. Yeah, and they're not seven, that substantial either. Like I think the most substantial Marvel game has been uh, Spider-Man. Like Guardians wasn't necessarily very substantial. It was pretty, uh, pretty basic. Defo. Yeah. Defo. Jay, I've got some breaking news. Do you want Uh-oh. me to take a look at it? Because I'm afraid it yeah, might give on. me a spoiler of what Xbox games are in development. We'll see. Well, Do we care about this? What do I don't you know. I'll just say it and we'll cut out if we don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Breaking news. Beep, 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 beep. Uh, nah, forget it. Okay. Just rumours and speculation. Okay, so next up, Jay. Um, <laughs> I like rumours and speculation. To... <laughs> well, you'll see after the show, but it's basically just Obsidian and Compulsion are working on two games. Oh, that could be anything. Uh, they've got code names as well. Compulsion made we happy for you. Uh, I'm not a great fan of them, but they oh, they really, are their yeah. art style is very similar to Obsidian, so it makes sense. 
They, uh, I really wished I liked We Happy Few, but I, I didn't, nope. unfortunately. Oh well. I only played it for like an hour. Just hope they so, they make something good now. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. They've been working on it for ages, I guess. Yes. My stories this week, Jay. Uh, firstly, I wanted to bring up the fact that my thumb's just gone out of place. No, um. So you know Val, you know right? Okay, so these discovery <laughs> modes. I feel like I've got to tell you what they are. I yeah, I don't have a clue what it is. Okay, well. okay. So when they when they entered the most recent era of Assassin's Creed, um, that being Origins, alongside Origins, a few months after the release, because they were still, you know, they they've supported these games a lot for single player games with free updates and shit. You know that, you know that. Sure. And DLCs, they released something called Discovery Mode. Which is basically a non-combative mode where you walk around as an NPC or a character, and you basically go in different areas in the game, and it gives you snippets of historical information about oh, the area. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. it could be about the food they ate, it could be about the um, architecture, a it battle could be that about happened, people of interest, it battles. Yeah. It's a it's a bit of an educational mode okay. in Assassin's Creed, and they did that for Odyssey as well. Uh, so I, I assume this. they would do and I assume they were going to do it for Valhalla so Jay, this is another uh, evidence piece of the algorithm not working properly, okay Jay because not only did I not realise that AC Valhalla's discovery mode is out, it came out nearly a month ago yeah there was an update about a month ago I think that had like I think around like fifty new things they added, but I'm not sure what that included. I'm guessing discovery Jesus. mode is what that included. God, well, anyway, I'm yeah, I didn't even see it pop up anywhere. It's odd, but I um I didn't get through Origins or Odysseys, but because I'm you know we're we're here and now in Valhalla, I think yeah, I'm and, uh, and it. Valhalla only came out a year ago, so yeah, exactly, fairly year recent anniversary of a couple of days ago, I think. Actually, so I'm gonna play through it. I'll let you know how it is. I think it was uh, yesterday, well, wasn't it? It came out yesterday, a year ago. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, the this the Series X came out November 10th, and it came out day one. So. Right. Yeah, it was yesterday. Okay. So I'm gonna play through it. I think it's a bit more story based than the others. Okay. But we shall. I'll let you know. But I do want to play it. And also, Jay, quick one on that. Um, I, I double checked uh, Valhalla. There is a couple new achievements on these new tombs of the oh, fall, and no. they've added. Okay. They're very easy. I've already done them, so you can you can check them out if you want. But it's quite easy. So oh, yeah, I'm not for, I'm not fussed about story. the achievements on Valhalla necessarily. This next story comes straight from Phil Spencer, the head of Xbox, at uh. his Twitter account. So uh, basically, he did a tweet yesterday, uh, November 10th, saying Horizon Five is the biggest. Xbox Game Studios launch ever. That's that's so cool. (laughs) Four and a half million players thus far, including uh, me. Current three times higher than Horizon Four. Okay. So that's kind of insane. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, I'm very happy about it because it, you know, it kind of proves that uh, this is Horizon isn't exclusive, isn't it? It's an Xbox exclusive. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. kind of it kind of proves that Xbox have still got it. It's just they need to be uh, very uh, good about what they do, right? Mm. They need they need to sort of like uh, keep, but they need to sort of maintain this momentum at this point. Like I'm hoping that what they've got in the pipeline is just as good as this. Like they sort of sprinkle in like a really big thing, 
Like, I feel like this has probably made their uh, Game Pass thing, like, skyrocket, I imagine. Like, I'm sure yeah, they've, like, there's so. probably a bunch of people who went, oh, you can get Forza 5 on Game Pass, and I, it would usually right. cost me 70 quid to buy it, but if I just pay £11 this month, like, get a play right. it for the whole month, like, I'm sure loads of people probably did that, so, yeah, just and I think more beneficial hope, for everybody. Right? Is that, like, uh, uh, Halo Infinite will come out next month, a month today. Yeah, people are talking and... about that on Twitter at the minute, actually. I noticed. And like, I think that will convert Game Pass play, uh, subscribers, and I think that's their hope. But mm -hmm. the only thing I want to talk about, Jay, on this is I think it's great. And personally, I think they're dominating the racing market at the moment. I just like everybody loves these Horizon games. But I don't know, like, the four and a half million players, most of them are going to be Game Pass subscribers. So they're not paying for the game. So. Yeah. I'm just wondering whether, like, basically, Xbox are going to have all these first-party studios making these games, but then have the main revenue come from either microtransactions or just Game Pass subscribers, I guess? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because uh, you can get, like, the, the special pass, right? For, uh, it's like a, almost like a, like, you, you can, if you have Game Pass, uh, but you don't have, you don't own the game, you can basically just like buy the thing like the, that gives you the season pass, it gives you the VIP pass, all the car packs and everything. Which I was actually right. really tempted to get, but then I started playing the game and I was like, oh, I remember why, it's probably not a good idea to get all that stuff unless I like really am into the game. Because like, you can, you can play that game for a long time, but you can also just leave it. Like, Horizon was out for like, what, when did that come out? Like 2017, I think? 2018 maybe? The first one? No, Horizon 4. Oh, um, 2019, I think. Okay, so if it's only been out for like, oh, no, I actually think I might have to check that because it's. I feel like Horizon Four is one of those games you can literally leave it and just come back to it and play it for like an hour at a time, like once every couple of weeks, and it'd be fine. Sure. Like, there's a, you're not really going to be missing out on much. So, like, unless you're the type of person who needs to uh, play all the events all the time. September 28th, 2018. So it's been out. Oh wow! Okay, that's longer than I've been thought. out a little over three years. Um, yeah, I feel like yeah, it's, Horizon Five is going to be around for a while. It's probably going to be on Game Pass for the next three years. <laughs> probably, I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like there's some games on Game Pass I just can't get rid of at this point, right? Yeah, for sure. So I'm hoping that they don't get rid of that for a long time. I feel like, I mean, they might even just leave it on there for a year and hope people who played it like get fed up. But the fact that it's bringing in so many people, they might just leave it on there forever now. <laughs> well, I think it's their first party, Jay. They they will. They'll just leave it leave it on there. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, which is great, great, great news for racing fans. Yep, I uh, like Jay, it. Let's move. Let's move over to your topic, mate. Jay, your topic this week, I think, is Pokemon. Oh, it was Pokemon. I can't remember if I changed it or not. Yeah, so Pokemon, BDSP, Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, BDSP for short. It's super okay, easy yeah. on the tongue, nice to say. I love it when hey, they do that. Hey, they... man, you got, any, you got any BDSP? Yeah, exactly. Like It kind of sounds like something just like easy to say and weird, but I feel like when Sword and Shield came out, it was really hard to say that in like a, in like a shortened version. Because it was like S H S W, but it's like really, a, it's like a, it's too long to say, yeah, right? So BDSP is just nice and easy. Well, there's a lot of leaks coming out at the minute, so I've basically seen like majority of what's going on in the game, which is fine because that's like just part of the Pokemon culture at this point. When does it come out, mate? It comes out in eight days, so on the nineteenth. Nineteenth. 
Yeah. Which is next How Friday, exciting. a week tomorrow. Yeah, I'm very excited. Dude, you, you talking about... I'm not trying to interrupt you, by the way, but you, mm, you, like, you talking about getting a new Pokemon game is like... It already makes me want to buy it, even though I don't have a Switch and I couldn't give a shit. That's great. <laughs> well, part of the reason why I think this uh, they're releasing the remake of BDSP or Diamond and Pearl is because it's actually going to tie into the Ars- Arceus game that's coming out in January next year. Because the Arceus game is set sort of in like a uh, a pre a, yeah a pre modern Pokemon world where it's kind of like ancient Japan, but for Pokemon, and it's in the Sinnoh region, which is the same region that BDSP is set in. So you're kind of playing like the original futuristic version of Diamond and Pearl in BDSP, and then you're playing like the the very very past, almost like I think it's set in almost like a like a almost like a Ghost of Tsushima type. Uh, era like maybe a little bit maybe like the 15 1600s type era okay. of japan where it's all like very like you know shogunny and samurai and all that kind of stuff but with pokemon so but you, there's there's going to be a tie-in where if you actually play bdsp and you get to a certain point you'll actually find out about like there's, there's going to be some sort of like weird history and lore that crosses over with arceus and like having to find out about all the legends game and everything so once you get to a certain point in these new games, that are, you know, remakes that are coming out, you'll actually find out more history. You basically just unlock more history and lore to do with the Pokemon games that was already there, but we just didn't know about yet. Like it, I feel like a lot of people don't realize that Pokemon games are all like linked. It's all like it's obviously all the same universe, but they're a lot more linked than what I think people understand. So. So because they're it's called Pokemon Legends Arceus, right, or something mm. like that. Is there plans? Do you think to make more of these legends games? Yeah, I think so. Because the whole, or... I think the whole thing with it being Arceus is Arceus is like the god of Pokemon, right? It's the the Arceus is like the it's like the like the thing that everything, the universe and space and time all came from. It came into that and then went into Dialga and Palkia, which is the legendary Pokemon in BDSP. And then they split off into like Mew and a bunch of Mewtwo and a bunch of other like legendary stuff, right? So I have a feeling that they'll probably, yeah, because it's got this almost like the subtitle of Arceus, I reckon they'll change that Legends over to another thing for the future. Right. And they'll probably do another remake of another game and then have a Legends game that comes out right after it to sort of tie in. Maybe, I don't know. It's all speculation. So at the are minute, they, but it's all they... very promising. Have they like just expanded the Pokemon team to make three games instead of two? Then almost yeah, because kind of every three years they release a new generation. Twenty nineteen, they released Gen eight with short, uh, Sword and Shield. So twenty twenty two is when we're supposed to be getting Gen nine. But twenty twenty two is like the same year that Arceus comes out, and like within a year of the remakes coming out, which remakes. all seems a bit kind of like. Tight in the minute, a bit close. So, what, so yeah, a lot of people are speculating they... that the the Gen Nine might not be coming until twenty twenty three or twenty twenty four. You know, we might be missing. So they out. make the remakes as well as the new Gen stuff as well. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. They're, there's going to be three Pokemon games in within the span of a year, hopefully, which is unheard of at this point. Yeah. So so BDSP. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, <laughs> only on. You'll get used to it. <laughs> trust on... me. <laughs> I know. I know. Only on Switch. Yeah. Are you liking the look of it? Are you really? Yeah, it's about weird because it? they've they it's definitely not one of the better looking Pokemon games. So what they've done is they've deliberately made the outer world of Pokemon like the way you, you know how like um 
the big map? No, sort of like you know how uh, Fire Red and Leaf Green had the sort of like small characters with like the small bodies and the big heads. They've sort of done that bit. In like a, they've basically made uh, Leaf Green like the, they've made the original Pokemon's, but in like a chibi, you know, like a chibi version. You know what chibi is, right? <laughs> No. Okay, Chibi is basically like a company that made these uh, figures that had like really big heads but small bodies. It's it's sort of like a style of character characterizing a character. Like you can buy like different uh, you know figurines in like a Chibi style. It basically just means they got a large head. Like, a lot of Final Fantasy games have done Chibi style. Oh. Okay. If you looked up, okay, you know. Okay, but okay. Um, yeah, so yeah, they've yeah. basically done like. Wait, oh, like Fun- Funko Pop. Yeah, like, but Chibi is the like the official, like, sure, uh, sure, sure, sure. label for it, I guess. Like FF15 um, Pocket Edition. Yeah, exactly. That's all Chibi. That's Chibi style as well. Um, Chibi. Chibi. Um, so yeah, they've sort of done that old Pokemon bit in like a 3D, but then once you go into like battles, it's actually like more detailed than previous games. So they've they've made like parts of it like an evolution, but other parts of it just like a like a three D version of old things they've done before. So it's almost like a half and half of like um, things that are amazingly improved and things that are just slightly changed to make them so they're not as um, developer intensive, I guess. Because if if they'd made the outer world like just the trap traversing around uh, part of Pokemon very detailed like they had done Sword and Shield it would have taken them a lot longer to make so they needed they need to make a quick game that was also like an improvement in some parts and just impressive overall but it needed to be like cheap and cheap enough and quick enough so they could get it out while also developing Arceus which is like like the, a massive evolution on Sword and Shield it's like basically like it's basically uh, Legends of Zelda but for Pokemon that's basically what they've just developed mm. and then they've also got to make this third game which is the Gen 9 and then hopefully that's going to be even more price? than you know Arceus. So. Are they charging full price for these games? Yeah, full price for all of them. Mm. Although if you pre-ordered them uh, in the right time window, you could save yourself a decent amount of money on them. So. And you've pre-ordered both. Yeah, and I've also okay. pre-ordered Arceus as well. Are they? So are I'm they ready. Digital, I assume. Uh, no, these are physical. Nintendo whoa, Switch. Whoa. Yeah, so whoa. Switch is it kind of lends itself to being physical. Because if you download the size, the 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 memory on the Switch isn't that big. So if you download stuff, you're just gonna like it's gonna be inundated and you're gonna be full very quickly. So I found that getting physical Switch is just so much easier because there's there's almost no downloads like there's almost no like room that it takes up. The save space is just tiny. I I don't want to Jay, but every time I talk to you about Nintendo. Just gives me another reason why I hate them so much. Mm-hmm. Like just, but I don't. I don't want to hate. Let's stay on Pokemon. Um, I'm actually curious what the Switch uh, memory is, but I haven't looked at it in a while. So Very good. Well, um, was there was there anything else you wanted to discuss Pokemon? Just that you know, I'm going to be playing that, and uh, I'll keep the podcast updated on where I'm at with it. Are you planning to finish both of them? Uh, I think what I did with pre- the previous uh, Pokemon, I got both Sword and Shield. I basically just like because each of them had different Pokemon in them. Like there's certain yeah, so Pokemon you, you can't get. Far... So I'm just going to get as far as I want to on Need both of to. them. Yeah. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah, we're there. Would you like me to go first, or do you want to go first? Um, I think you should probably go first. 
Because okay. I feel like I've definitely, right, even before we begin, I'm probably going to lose this one. And I honestly okay. don't care because I'd rather lose this one. That's not fair though, because I was arguing against a point which I personally didn't believe in last time. Well, there we go, and we're probably the same. I feel like whenever we're against anything here, it's a world we're not really going to be like against it. We're just going to be like whatever. But we'll we see. we try, we try. Yeah. So sometimes, guys, me and Jay want to debate some stuff in the video game universe, and we did it before with is video or are video games the best form of entertainment? And I think we both enjoyed it quite a bit, so we're doing it again. This time, we are debating whether DLC is good or bad. <sighs> if you don't know what DLC is, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. Downloadable content, so... <laughs> right? <laughs> it's downloadable content. Yeah, that's good. So, say. I will make the first point. I've got a few points. I'm fairly confident in my argument, actually. So, point number one. It's a pretty obvious point. It's more of the game. So if you love <laughs> that was playing what I was afraid game, of. <laughs> if you love playing the game, it's more of it. Oh god. Yeah, that's actually my kryptonite right there. It's just that one line. It's like, oh god, yeah, yeah, you're right, it is just more. I guess my counter to that would be Go on. But if it's a bad game, why would you want more of it? Great counter. Haven't got a counter. Boom, roasted. What are you gonna do? Boom. Don't buy the DLC if it's a bad game. You know <laughs> That's I mean? true. Don't buy the That's game true. if it's a bad game. That's true. But you might not know, like Avengers, like you know. That's you might have thought it was gonna be a day good one, game. Jay. That's yeah, true. That's true. Right, what's your first point? DLC should just have been in the game in the first place. Should have been included. Shouldn't have been an extra. Shouldn't have had to have paid extra for it. You know. Okay. So my counter to that is. As long as the game has provided you with either the entertainment or the hours that you personally desired from the purchase price, I don't think you should be greedy enough to then go, oh, well, the DLC could have been in the game anyway, kind of thing. Because if you've already... Okay, so for instance, a good example, in my opinion, Mass Effect 3, okay? They had this From Ashes DLC. Dude, I have that in my notes. They have that day one. Yeah, I literally Effect have. Day. I literally have written down DLC should be in the game Mass Effect from the Ashes. I literally have that written down. That that's crazy, dude. That's crazy. Dude, that's kind of insane. That's crazy. Yeah. And obviously, everyone was like, "Well, clearly that's just a cash grab." Yeah. I my view is that game's already sixty hours long. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's your fifty quid back. We, we usually say on this show so are we saying that there's like uh, there should be like a rule in depending on how long the game is DLC should have like a slightly different sort of like eligibility depending on how long the game is like yeah, DLC should, DLC should like cost a certain amount depending on how long or how big your game is that kind of sounds kind of like we're getting like a bit too political now you know <laughs> well so, for instance, when we talk about FF15, you were like, oh, that DLC kind of sounds like it should have been in the game. Whereas, yeah, that's I, a good, I would yeah. disagree in the sense that the game was big enough, the core game was big enough anyway. Personally. Yeah, no, that is true. But I think had the that DLC been in the game, I think it would have made the story a bit more coherent. I think unless, I also it, argue, unless it was obviously like a choice of, the, you know, like having gaps in between time kind of made it, uh, a bit more mysterious and then you enjoyed it more because of that true yeah i would also counter that by saying 
the game might not launch if they try and release the DLCs with the game because they would take more yeah. time on the game. Okay. Yeah, no. So I you might be waiting long. You, you don't be even have long a counter before. for that. I totally agree with you, actually. <laughs> um, but yeah, good stuff. Okay, my next point. It's substantial, but not usually essential. So it doesn't usually impact uh, okay. the story of a sequel, let's say, mm. to a significant degree. Yeah. But it can develop the characters in the story, mm-hmm. which are already present in the game. Now, I have got an add-on to this, but if you would like to counter, then please go ahead. I feel like the only thing I really can say is that obviously that's not always the Okay, the next way. point. So... If it is essential, then it expands on the game in remarkably big ways, such mm. as AC Odyssey. Yeah, where and spoilers... Eke Island... And Eki Island, yeah. where spoilers for AC Odyssey, spoilers for AC Odyssey, you have a child you in do. DLC, and, and you see child. the true ending of the game's event with <laughs> yeah. present day Layla, like, where she murders Okay, so like the end of that DLC could have easily been the end of the entire game. Yes. And probably should have been the end of the entire game, but they said they, they chopped off the end of the game, split it into three pieces, and, and made you pay for it after the fact. I would argue they made the game and then made an additional 40 hours of content and charged you justifiably. Apples to oranges, my dude. Okay? Pears to limes. What are we talking about here? Okay? But, like, I'm saying that if it is essential, then you want to buy the DLC because that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's smart. It's, uh, you know... It's smart in that it's every way to get money, more money out of the people in that way, you know? It is smart. But, like I say, Ruthless. it would usually be done in a way where it's not essential to buy. But I think AC Odyssey is the is the case against that. But most So I think what we're saying is it just, it's very, there's a lot of variables, you know? Yeah. It's very like yeah. pick and choose, you know? What's your next point, bro? Um... I was actually going to bring up about microtransactions and loot boxes. Yeah. Because technically they are DLC. They are downloadable additional content for games. I think a lot of people make the argument that uh, loot boxes and microtransactions are basically like, let's say you have 100% of a game, you take 10% of that and chop it into like 300 different pieces, but to be able to acquire all those pieces, you have to spend money to unlock boxes at the chance of then getting those pieces. So really, you are pay- you're only paying for a certain amount of the game, but then you've got to pay a hell of a lot extra for the chance of getting the rest of it. And I think that I think if we're like going really deep into it, can be like obviously there's been a lot of talk in the news about loot boxes and microtransactions almost being like a gambling type thing for kids. And I think that to the argument and the debate we're having is bad counter great point I'm not sure I have a yeah counter. I feel like it's difficult right I feel like we're at 1-1 one, one right now <laughs> or maybe even 2-1 to you I can, <laughs> yeah uh, the only thing I can I would say on that is mm. if you don't want microtransactions yes. yes. in a game don't play a free game and just buy it mm-hmm it's true. But I know that's not always the case. No, sometimes right? you can not... get yeah, like paid games that still have microtransactions and loot boxes. Like Overwatch right. is a good example. 
Avengers is strangely a good example. Like you have to pay the full price for that, but then some of the microtransactions and DLC stuff. Not well, the DLC is all free, but the microtransactions are obviously like boosted stuff. That is just like pay to win right. type stuff. So. And uh, yeah, I haven't really got a counter against that because I it is gambling. It's difficult, it's man. Yeah. As- Thing is, it's enjoyable. I, I'm the kind of person who indulges. I've I've spent many a penny on uh, loot boxes in Overwatch, for example. But you're a consenting adult. But yeah, I am that, and I obviously was making my money from my job. So, and also, yeah. I think I I haven't done it for years and years. Like I only did it for like a short period of time while I was still playing and enjoying the game. But because I'm not doing that anymore, it's fine that I've just like completely stopped paying for all that kind of stuff you know i think i got my fill but maybe it wasn't worth it in the end because i'm not playing it anymore you know if i was being a mean piece of work <laughs> i could argue it's it's up to the player they don't have to buy the loot boxes yeah. it, it, it is purely creating an option for them i think that's that's both an argument for and against right it's just like yeah right. if you don't if you don't want it then don't buy it <laughs> right because right. it, it, it can exist but you know Point four for mm. me ish. It can whet wet your appetite for a series or a game so that the wait for the sequel doesn't seem as unbearable. Yeah, like a bridge, right? Like a bridge. Yeah. And I think we're actually getting to the point again, back to AC, that they are making so much DLC now, they're almost bridging the entire gap of yeah, development from one game to much. another kind of thing. Because most ACs come out either a year or two after, right? Right, and most DLC roadmaps for AC games last anywhere from a year to two years. So, <laughs> right, and sometimes longer. Like I think Odyssey had like what was it like two or three years that the DLC took to come out. I think it was two years. Yeah, um, which is pretty I'm long. I'm pretty sure honestly. it was close. I'm, I I want to say Jay, the last DLC for that game came out like months before Valhalla. Oh yeah, kind of thing. yeah. Mm-hmm. Could be wrong about that, but Counter, I think Final Fantasy. Boy, maybe. Um, so what what was the argument it was that it'll whet your appetite right so you don't have to wait for a um what if there's no sequel coming then it's not even a bridge right <laughs> it's just Fair. more of the same stuff so i guess if you uh if you wanted to enjoy if you were waiting for a sequel but there wasn't going to be one um dlc might just be a bit of a waste about as much as I can say. Just again, it's one of those things where it's either or. Like, if you enjoy the game enough, you'll pay for it. If you don't enjoy it, you won't pay for it. I've I've got an argument for you, Jay. Actually, mm. you could say, well, all the effort I want in the DLC, like all the effort that's gone into the DLC, I would rather they put into the sequel. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, good point. Well done. <laughs> Like, yeah, if, no. like all that you, development time, wait. all that money, definitely. But thing is, I think for you, you could say that all that DLC is funding the sequel. Boom! We're swapping sides, baby. We're swapping sides. Oh my days! Yeah, we're helping each other out. That's what we're here. What, Dude, what we're here to do. I, I really want the numbers of how many people play DLC because it's got to be high enough that they make it to cover the cost and make profit, but it's got to be low enough because there's no way. <sighs> You know, fifty percent of Valhalla players are b- playing the DLC. No. There's just no way. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like they have that. They obviously figure that kind of stuff out, right? With like, uh, 
with like test groups or whatever they'll just like market research they'll just have to figure out exactly they'd have to obviously figure out exactly how much they'd have to sell of a DLC for it to make its money and then have a profit and then they have to sort of calculate whether or not enough people are going to do that or not so I think that's actually a good point you make about like how DLC kind of is I actually made a point about how DLC could be a bit of a risk for a lot of companies how that yeah regardless of, they might release it and it might cost a certain amount of money but if people don't if not enough people buy it then it's just wasted money at that point and it, from and rather than them them funding their next product they've actually lost money from having spent all that time and money having developed the next thing so yeah and that's definitely happened could you be know, a risk for sure yeah, wasn't there a game recently that a company made and they lost fifty three million just because the game got cancelled or something? Yes, take two. Yeah, I wonder what that was. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think there was a rumor going around they cancelled Hangar Thirteen's game. I'm not uh, sure okay. what it was. I I was under money, the impression man. a lot of money. I was under the impression they were making the next Bioshock, but I don't know. I guess we'll never know. In the words of Kanye West. Oh, and I didn't know whether you knew you were quoting uh, that. Of course I do, man. Okay, what's your next point, mate? I think that's pretty much it. Oh, actually, no, there was one more. Um, Go on. Uh, it's not about leaving you with uh, FOMO. If you can't either afford the DLC, or yeah. if you can get it but or like maybe let's just say you can't get the DLC for whatever reason and all your friends or like a bunch of online people have it and you're missing out on like potential things that would make your experience better had you gotten the DLC you then have that FOMO that comes along with it that's just like the last thing yeah. I got yeah I mean my counter would be I don't know why you, you wouldn't be able to get the DLC yeah but... I feel like there'd have to be a really good reason right <laughs> Yeah. Also, like I, dude, like I feel like me and you, like the, some of the only people I know who are excited about DLC. It just depends on the DLC and the game. Hmm. I'm As trying always. to think now. Like, AC, the last DLC I got excited about was Iki and uh, AC stuff. Right. Although weirdly, I'm. I you might not know, but I think uh, Back for Blood is getting some DLC. It's got like his roadmap just came out. For the next three months. Oh, okay. Um, okay. It looks okay. I'm not really sure about it at the minute. Um, but I'm actually, I'm still kind of excited about what the Wonderlands DLC is going to be like. Because we we spoke about this about how Wonderlands didn't really seem like big enough of a game to have DLC, but it's had a season pass, so there must be something. And I'm not being funny, Jay, but if Borderlands Three season pass is anything to go off by, then yeah, it should be bloody brilliant. You're very excited for that game, aren't you? Uh, I'm I'm excited, but very sceptical in that I still think it might be bad. I just I have to hold that just in case it is bad. Then I can be like, oh well, at least I thought it was potentially. Like it's not going to be because it's a Borderlands game, basically. So yeah. <laughs> I think the only bad Borderlands game that's come out is the Telltale stuff. Whoa, whoa! Tales from the Borderlands is great. Nah, cut it, cut it, oh. cut it. <sighs> You upset me. The only Telltale yeah, game I, was... I liked was the Walking Dead first one. That's the only one I played and the only one I liked. Oh, season two is great. But yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll, I'll, 
that's another debate for another time. They're fun to watch, Jail, not fun to have. <laughs> interesting, interesting. They're more like I, um, watching someone play a TV show. That's kind of what Telltale Games are to me. I mean, people do watch people watching TV shows. It's called Gogglebox. There we are. There we, we go. We found Boom. the market. We found the people who enjoy that kind of thing. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, Brilliant. I was just going to end this little debate jay with a very positive note go on then obviously we only play select dlc but i was just gonna say i think i already discussed this on the show but i was just gonna say i can't remember the last time i played a, like a bad or average dlc like i think developers have made really really great dlcs for the last few years now from the games that i've played like yeah, I feel like depending on your opinion on the original game, I guess you could say the Avengers DLC wasn't the best. But it's free, right? It is free, so yeah, you can't really complain. Yeah. If it's free, you can't complain. I was thinking more, you know, your Icky Islands, your yeah. ACs, yeah. your... Uh, see, this is where I struggle. Yeah, I know. I feel like we've gotten to a point now where unless we played the game within the last month, we've just forgotten about what we played. Oh, I feel I like know. I need to have a poster on my wall of just all the games I've played in the last like two or three years. Because the, the second mm-hmm. I try to think of it, I just go blank and like, I can't remember what I've played. Dude, I've I'm had a bit of a weird go... spell the last two or three years when it comes to games. Oh, he's really thinking. He's got his thinking face on. No, anyway, you're good. Last segment of the show, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's called Pixel Perfect. My dad had a go at me for this a little while ago. I think he only just recently watched. Like, he literally watched the last episode today, and he was like, how did you not get the Fable one? I'm like, I got the Fable one. Oh, Mark, man. Yes. Yes. What? Yes. I, just I like got it, man. Feature, it's just I couldn't anyway. remember if it was one or two. It's so not... basically, um, with the help of my production team, we have pixelated <laughs> some game covers for Jay. I have to get close to this gonna one. And he's going to describe what they look like to you, pixelated, and then we're going to reveal the game. It is a bit more of a visual game. However, it's... It just gives you an audio. excuse. Check out the buddy VOD. Well, that's good Check point. Check out the video, good man. Good point, Jay. Da-da. Okay. I totally forgot as well. So this is the first... Oh, God. I don't know what this is. Oh no! Okay, we're on the first. Oh game. no! <laughs> I don't He's know doing what it is. He's looking I'm away. really annoyed because so. if I usually know, I'm like, yes. Oh, oh no, I know what it is. Oh, hold on, Jay. Hold on, hold on. Before you go there, before you go there. Me I and think, yeah, I know made these difficult. I think I know what this is. Oh, I we really hope. I really difficult. hope I do know what this is because I'm gonna be so bummed. Okay, okay. So what does it look like, Jay? Okay, so it looks like almost like a sunset in the background. With like yeah. a like a, almost like well, actually no it kind of looks like a, a night sky at the top yeah and then some sort of either like flame or like really really like weird sunset and then you've got sort of like almost like a tree in the middle to me yeah almost and then around that you've got like either like darker flames or just like leaves like brown kind of orangey leaves it just kind of looks like yeah. a really strange night day painting. But because I know, because I think I know what it is, I'm trying to like not say what that is instead. Yeah, no, you're doing well. You're doing well. So, Jay, what game do you think it is? I think this is the original Doom cover. This is the original Doom cover. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Wow. That's kind of, yeah, yeah, there it is. (laughs) Doom. Do you know how I got that? I got that because of the green that he's wearing. 100%. I thought the green, that's Doom. That's so Doom. 
Wow, that's ID. Look, look at the, this demon in the bottom left looks horrible. Yeah. It looks like a human. It's great oh. artwork for the time, though. That would have been like yeah. next level stuff back in the day. When What year did Doom come out? Like 80 something? Or like maybe even like early, late 80s, early 90s? I don't know, mate. I feel like my time frame for like old games is really bad. Me too. Doom, original. Jason. I have to check, man. Alright, have a guess. You said 91? Yeah. 93. Wow. That's around the same time as. uh... Actually, when did Final Fantasy VII come out? Message for L. L, if you can stop getting images that are from other places with trademarks on them that would be appreciated <laughs> or just put our trademark on it 27 well wow, i'm out. not sure okay. we're allowed to do that actually actually maybe we are okay jay <clears throat> next up i don't think i know what this is god damn it i mean i kind of want to say gta again just because it's got that sort of weird like quadrant looking thing to it right, okay so this is how it looks it's almost like a little bit like a gta cover and it almost looks like it's got six quadrants of color so in the top right you've got a sort of like a light blue quadrant. In the top left you've got like a mixture of beiges, oranges and white and like pink. In the sort of yeah. middle quadrants you've got orange and green and then the bottom quadrants you've got black and yellow. So I haven't like, this is this was this one's like a really hard one because the block the, really I will say hard. the pixels is like a massive. So I'd have to like Oh, when I squint I'm getting a kind of a better like thing of it. Oh man. Okay, I kind of feel like the bottom left, the yellow, is almost like a foot. It almost looks like a face to me now. It kind of looks like the middle bit is like a is like a lips, and then the bottom or the top left okay, and the Jay. top right okay, is like that's, eyes. That's, that's enough squinting. That's enough squinting. Well, yeah, yeah, but I kind of feel like I don't know. I I feel like <laughs> I should know this. Here. I'm gonna have a guess. Okay. Of like, I know I'm probably gonna be way off. Okay. But I feel like it's either a Ratchet and Clank game or a Jax and Daxter game. Okay. And that's like the best guess I have. I feel like it might even be like Jax 3 or something. So your guess is two I don't know why, series. but yeah, I kind of feel like it might be either of those, but I'm probably like way off. I am going to need a game. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just going to say Jax. Okay. It's not. What the hell it is, is in this? in fact the Nintendo classic... What? Super Mario. Jeez, I know. Oh, I wouldn't have got that. In a, I wouldn't have got that in a million years. That there was very. That was like way too pixelated for me to ever get that. <laughs> I think go. I've only ever seen that front cover like once in my life. Yeah, me too. Like to me, I'm Super like, Mario is like. There's a lot of green. There's a lot of blue. And there's a lot of yellow. Like it's the sort of like the 2004 Mario versus the 80s Mario. <laughs> yeah, I would have never got that. That's cool though. I I like that one. That's cool. Dude, we went to the uh, recycling center and I was wearing white overalls with a red top. And I oh, got there no. And he was like, oh, yeah, like Mario. Mario. And I was like, yeah, and I thought I was in you need to, like Luigi. You need to show that to me. You need to show that to me. You need to take a picture of you in that and just show it to me. That's pretty hilarious. Oh, my God. Last game, guys. Last oh, game. Oh, no. Now, I know this. I know this. But will Jay know? Damn it. I feel like this is a game that I should know. So it looks like a jar of water. Dirt. I got a jar this of dirt. dirt. It does though. It kind of looks like an orange lid in a with a jar with an orange lid, and it looks like it's got a white foot for some reason. 
and it's just got like a really weird just water in the middle of it with like a yellow background. Damn it! This is like really um, a good explanation. It doesn't. It's like really that. like simple. Line, yeah. So I'm trying to think. This might be like an like an arcade or like an indie game because of how simple it looks. I kind of want to say Cuphead, but I know that's wrong. Okay, so you've got yeah, you've got a tanned background with a bottle of a jar of water and a red line above it, right? That looks like a lid. Oh, a lid. Okay, sure. Like to me, I'm actually, I genuinely have no idea. If I had to guess, go on. I feel like I have you to. You don't say, have to. By I the have way. to say you Cuphead to. just because of the yellow background. I have to say Cuphead. I know it's not, but that's my guess. Sure, sure. This, I'm so going to be so pissed. Day. I'm going to be so the original, don't you dare. the only Legend of Zelda. Oh my! I've no, I would have never got that in a million years. Uh, these are too old. My okay. dad probably would have got all these. Jesus Christ! Feedback: too old, too old. So there we go. I liked it though. That was good. I, the Doom one, I liked a lot because I knew what it was. <laughs> I assume you have seen these. I like the theme. At some point, I like ugh, this Zelda one. I don't know if I've ever seen this one. Genuinely don't know if I've ever, this might be my first time ever seeing this cover. It oozes. I might have seen like a variation on it, maybe. Look at it. Yeah, it looks very old and classic. It does. It does. You don't get artwork like that anymore. I tell you that right now. No, you don't. Very good, Jay. Very good. So the theme of this week was old. <laughs> yeah, I just said old. Get some old. Like nineties and eighties type good. stuff. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's good. That was that was good. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. I feel like there should be a theme each week. That's that's smart. That's kind of what's happened because it's yeah, just man. easy to find the games when there's a you know, yeah when there's a theme. Basically. Yeah, it also helps me then because like, if I, as soon as I pick up on the theme, I'm like right. If I see if I should have like figured out that because the second game was Mario and the first one was Doom, I should have gone. Well, the third one has to be an older one. If I had thought of that, I probably would have had a better guess. Well, moving forward, that can be a line of thinking. Yeah, it might be worth giving me like a, just what the theme of the week, and then I might have a better idea of what the rest of them are like. But, uh... Depends how good you are, because I don't want to give you the theme. Yeah, of the I was week gonna say to if you don't give it to like me, that. it might make it more interesting, and me trying to guess what it is. I don't know. We'll uh, we'll we'll play it by ear. We'll play it by ear. Yes. We'll play it by ear. So I just like to close out this week's show uh, with a quick quote from one of my favourite philosophers. Oh yeah, okay. Apparently, okay. apparently he said this. We can easily forgive a child who is afraid of the dark. The real tragedy of life is when men are afraid of the light.